Blog Talk Radio. You're such a bit something, hope, cause what you see, realize, you're watching this world unfold, the truth they need to lie, rekindling what's been sold, the need to free one's mind, uncover the truth exposed, so people see the light, let's get it down, so we can know, it's simple, we just break it down to little bits so we can process all, make the switch to elevation, self the conscious mode, and it's beneficial, we can get this concept broke, and get the future Generations who want to stop the whole thing With the message demonstrating we can start opposing Taking in the simulating, getting lots of knowledge Breaking up the population, trying to stop hypnosis Trinidown Radio is coming to you live from the Hawaiian Islands Coming from the perspective of complete freedom Coming from wisdom, outside the system, and then some This is the mouthpiece of the natural earth forgotten At this point in time, humanity's been kept in the truth So Trinidown Radio offers the coordinates to a path out you're searching for something whole, cause what you see, realize, you're watching this world unfold, the truth beneath the lies, rekindling what's been stole, the need to free one's mind, uncover the truth exposed, so people see the light, let's shut it down, so but we just break it down a little bit so we can process all Make the switch to elevate yourself to conscious mode And it's beneficial we can get this kind of road And get the future generators want to stop the whole thing With the message demonstrated we can start a post Taking in the simulating, getting lots of numbers Waking up the population, try to stop hypnosis And the hypnosis is strong out there And so I hope you're chanting it down Welcome to Chant It Down Radio This is episode 88 Chanting down the presidential election. I'm Loomis. I'm your host, and uh, hope that everything's going good for you in your life. Uh, we here deprogrammed from the deep program on Chanting Down Radio, and we always do. And uh, coming with you to you with another live episode, and uh, broadcasting to you from the Hawaiian Islands. So uh, welcome out there, everyone. Welcome back. Um, trying to do a, a string of episodes here. Uh, did one last week. If you if you didn't get a chance, uh, was part seven of the Beyond Earth series. We have the guest, returning guest to the show, uh, Sun Tuke, who uh, came on to speak about uh, the his his uh, experiences just as uh, an experiencer into the UFO and extraterrestrial phenomena, which was. Uh, Kind of nice to have another voice on for that show, you know, for that series of shows, I mean. So, you know, if you uh, haven't caught up on that show, check out last series show. This show is a totally different direction right now, this this particular episode. So, you know, I do, as if you are a listener of the show regularly, you know I do many little mini-series of shows that um, you can have totally different topics to explore and, and things that uh, – Maybe you can learn a little bit from, and hopefully you're getting something out of it. If you're getting value out of this show, uh, it always helps to support. And the support I would really appreciate for those of you out there who like the show is to help spread the word. Just just uh, get more people knowing the information. That's really what it's all about. It's free information. Uh, if you really like the show and you want to support me as a personal uh, host and artist, you can always support me by buying an album uh, that – would be the album that is called Waking the Systemites. Uh, you listen to the intro, obviously. I'm a lyricist as well, and if you like uh, the sound of that and 
some of the other things I play once in a while on the show, then uh, support the album. Go to um, a PayPal, and it is uh, people be, bill, uh, it's $11, to peoplebeyondthis at gmail.com, and I'll send you out an album and help support the show. Yes, it's CD, not a downloaded music. I don't support the downloaded music. You know, and, and, and that's just how I do it. You know, I, of course, I long time ago made a lot of CDs and didn't stop doing gigs. So got a lot of CDs. So, you know, if you want to support me on that realm, um, it always helps too. That way I can get a computer again and start doing Skype and audio on these shows. It can be a little bit better than it is right now. But, yeah, uh, you know, speaking of technology, uh, I've, I've been noticing lately a few movies have been coming out about surveillance and Big Brother watching through technology. Uh, I maybe a month and a half ago or so, I saw the the new Jason Bourne movie, uh, the, the latest Jason Bourne movie, and basically it, it's a continuation of the last three movies. The um, it, it wasn't bad; it was okay, but I I didn't like it as good as the originals, uh, just as for the entertainment value and and it did you know in my opinion as a movie it didn't it didn't um need to happen it the plot wasn't important it felt kind of forced uh but you know it, it's still the uh character and all the action sequences are still you know really well done if you like those movies you know but what what um i got out of it and what stu- stood out to me was um what they were banking off of in this movie that this is a post uh, snowed in world and uh you know, during the previews of that movie, I saw the preview for Snowden, the movie, which is out now. I haven't seen it, but uh, what this is doing is is it, it is cementing a version of something that the media wants in our heads. So it's just, that's what I feel. I, I really I really do. Uh, kind of like the official version of 9-11. You know, so, so much has come out since that quote-unquote official version that it's the quote-unquote, real story that nobody questions it now because it's 15 years old. I mean, what what good is it now to really try to convince people that that was a false flag? That's At this point, you know, that's how I feel um, because uh, people have now only bought the lie and then built onto it. You know, they've constructed a house made out of bullshit. Really, you know, the house, it's, it's, it's not a house of cards. It's a house made out of bullshit, and they built onto it. Well, you know, like a house of cards, it will collapse. But uh, collapse, <coughs> excuse me. But um, <clears throat> same with the Snowden story, too. Um, I'm still trying to figure out if it is even a true story. It's, it's just too convenient. He wanted, you know, to expose uh, – in in the uh, Jason Bourne movie, they you know they're trying to tell you that that this movie is kind of just banking off that you know that had happened in real life, and you know they had to you know work with keeping their secrets in from not leaking out. Well, you know I find that kind of hard hard to believe really, because I, yeah I'm still trying to figure out if Snowden is really a true story. It, it, I think it's convenient. And when I see something really convenient and it made it through the media, I just feel like there's something about it. You know, um, 
he wanted to expose Snowden, wanted to expose all the conspiratorial information, and and he got it through the mainstream media. And it, and it kind of makes me think that it, it was given to the systemite public so they they think they're quote-unquote informed. That's the, kind of how I feel about it, this whole Snowden thing. I mean, may, maybe even some of the, the stuff that they say he leaked out is really going on that, you know, as they are – are known for telling us what they're doing before they do it kind of thing. But I see it as a way for the media to use the growing number of people that are into real conspiracies as as sort of a a middle ground to pitch a tent at and settle right there, you know. And because they heard it from a quote-unquote CIA official, right? And and I see it like this. This is how I look at it. You know, okay, so – Let's say, you know, I want to, I can yell and scream all over the world that they're spraying our skies, and I can get as many, many talk shows as I can, radio talk shows or whatever, and tell as many people as possible, and uh, yet it, it won't pierce this giant edifice, the mainstream media, the six companies that own all the information that comes to the general public. And that's how I see it. The mainstream media bubble makes sure to filter out the truth. So, so why would they let us know about the truth regarding this guy? You know, um, you know they they know what to let in and what not to let in. And I just feel really like it 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 isn't it isn't what they say it is at least at the very little minute minimum. You know, and oftentimes too, things are truth mixed with lies. For example what uh, Snowden says about chemtrails is that it's being done to keep us from global warming incineration. Well, we know this is bullshit and that this is the cover story for it. And they're doing this to save us, you know, from some incineration, right? Well, when you look at the science behind it, it traps heat in creating a canopy of nano sized metals that uh, would only heat, heat things. I mean, and they also spray at night, and that doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, you know, uh, if if you listen to this radio show, you know that it's much more than that. And if you haven't, check out the series of shows that's been ongoing for a long time here on the show, the Real Skyfall series, referring to things falling from our sky. And, it, and uh, yeah, I, I just feel that... Um, they're just, it's just a little too convenient, all this information. And, and if you look and watch anyway, how, how often they, they do it, 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 spraying the sky, you know, that it's often about weather control. And anyway, I, I just believe that this whole Snowden, Snowden uh, thing is sort of a cul-de-sac for those interested in this type of information. And, yeah, the story doesn't fully add up. I know I'm not going to get into it too much here because I feel like you know derail my main topic of chaining down the presidential elections and all. But yeah, uh, I, I kind of feel though just this whole Snowden thing is it's made for those who are slightly interested in conspiracy, but figure Snowden is more credible because he came from these official sources and and really you've been being spied on. What you know? Why do you think everyone? has a cell phone, internet, it's so they can track you, dip into your internet searches. I mean, you got the camera on both sides of your devices, uh, your phone and your iPad and your, you know, all these things that are you have, a trace book, you know, Facebook, I 
They, they know everything about your life. So it's the technocracy. It's, it's obvious. It's so obvious that they needed to get someone to say it is, you know. It's like it's still the general public is barely up in arms and still too comfortable and pacified, even knowing the stuff that they, you know, they talk about with, with uh, Snowden. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and now we got the, the new iPhone 7 with its no headphone jack, and they they want you to buy these wireless headphones. And that's another thing. I mean, it's just this encroaching of, of uh, technology without questioning. Um, you know, okay, anyone ever stop to think how, how safe is long-term exposure to wireless technology right on your head? No, no, people are just buying it up. It sucks. You know, and Apple, too, let me just, while I'm on the subject, is, is leading the way with pioneering these changes in our technology. Like when you took the, when they uh, took the, um, the CD drive, right, out, out of the computers and this whole everything online world we now live in. And, the, of course, that shuts down record stores and video stores. I mean, Honolulu hasn't, has like one record store left and CDs hardly sell, you know. And, of course, I got a whole closet full of them as I was saying and and it's just like you know anyway it's shut down a lot of things and who who uh, pioneers that way is Apple so I chant down Apple on this show sure I've, I use I, I have used their products and I do still and and it's uh, you know they make them cool right they make you want to you know they're easy to use but that's just that's it you know it, and Easy is one of those things that it's convenient, you know, and that they'll they'll uh, take advantage of you because of that. But you've been being watched anyway, and why so heavily is because they want to know what you're like. They the next phase of the plans will probably have something to do with that. I mean, I would assume of of the new world order. I mean, or, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it. I just you know they've already been watching us so. And it's hard to actually know what the truth is with the next phase of this the globalist plan, if you want to say. But you can you can read the writings of psychopath people at the top and see it has nothing to do with your well-being. Uh, and, uh, you know, the slaves will not benefit, basically. Yeah, that's it. And that's if we want to continue to be slaves. But, yeah, looks like people do. And it's uh, really irritating and annoying and and uh, sad at the same time, you know. The the Snowden movie is directed also by Oliver Stone. Maybe I should just go see it. I don't really want to for some reason, but I might just just to tell you about it or something. But I, I don't know. Uh, Oliver Stone he's known for his controversial movies like uh, I remember Natural Born Killers, JFK, to name a few. And it's as, as if he's the go-to guy in Hollywood for the truth. I mean, maybe bits of the truth. Like I said, truth mixed with lies. But what it does is it, it cements the lies down when they're in these large Hollywood productions about true stories. So in Jason Bourne, you know, we're just going to consider Snowden as facts. So we build on that. So, yeah, it's, again, the, the house made out of bullshit. So anyway – just want to kind of get that out here because uh, I've been thinking about that lately, and it, it is it is uh, you know it is uh, just kind of people are 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 getting hammered down by lies constantly, and well let's get right into the 
subject matter here on this show, chanting down the presidential election. Yeah, see, I've been holding off on this episode for a while. I hate the whole thing. People caught up in this illusion. It, it makes me angry. It really does. And it makes me righteously angry. It's not that I want to just lash out on people because I, they don't see the picture, but it, it's just that it makes me angry because I see so many people eaten up. And, and these are people that could be, you know, seeing a different picture. And I just hate seeing people taken into the illusion. And they get oh, people's minds stuck on it so much. I mean, people who even get taken by it that I think are somewhat awake to what's going on, they still get taken by the presidential elections. And I guess one thing I'm interested in is what is going to become of things if one side wins or the other. I'm interested in what the elite's next phase of plan is. Remember what I just said about the elite surveillance, right? So, yeah, this is a control freak people. I mean, come on, look at look at your devices, camera on each side. Look at Facebook. You know, they want to know everything about you, right? Well, yeah, this is a control freak uh, culture uh, and, and all their minions who unquestioningly do the job that don't, ever think about what they're doing, you know? And and if they if these control freaks, they want to know everything about your life and watch you from both sides of your phone and everything, then they want hold also of this dialectic. They want this election to be theirs. Of course. It is theirs. So don't forget it's also their system and their entire way of life that's been constructed for us to be slaves in. So chant it down. Chant it down. Uh on this show, I speak to all. So whether you're fully awake to this information or this is brand new to you and it's so extreme, quote unquote, you know, uh, for someone, for me to get, I, I, uh, I just want to get the information out. And I hope that, you know, though if you're new to this type of information, that you can just hold on and think about it instead of just react. Knee-jerk reactions are, are, are needed to be left at the door of Channel Down Radio. But, yeah, for me to get into this coming up uh, election, I had to really do something I didn't want to do. Really, I had to watch both candidates' campaign speeches. And, it, for me, so painful to sit through and hear the lies, the stupid crowds, the rhetoric, the entire process you've heard your whole life, and everyone falling for it all over again, uh, again and again, you know, the ingredients of insanity. And so you know that I don't get caught up in any of this if you listen to the show. And if you want some episodes maybe to get caught up on here, uh, if you're a newcomer to the show or the perspective or whatever, um, the System Tentacles show, series of shows is a great way to work your way up too. But um, – Episode 33, 35, and 73, um, all those episodes dive deep into into uh, the deeper subject matter of Chanet Down Radio and, and involving this. Uh, but right now, on this show, though, we have to dive shallow first so we can dive deep on this episode. So I had to watch the... I had to watch the presidential campaign speeches. And uh, my first interests were to dive into Trump and why he's so hated by half of this divided country. I wanted to see what all this 
controversy is all about, you know? And and what these people do, politicians, is, is they get things that we all be in daily life and act like they're there to help you and, and, and they're there to they're held they're here to make things better, you know? They, and have they ever? Think about it. Well, here, let's go over what Trump says in his, his campaign speeches and then I'm gonna come back. Both candidates, I'm gonna go you know, over what they have to say here and I'm gonna come back and comment on each one here. So Trump says that America has become a dumping ground for everyone's problems. He says the Mexican border brings over Mexico's worst to America. He wants to stop Islamic terrorism. Uh, He says China has our jobs. Mexico has our jobs. He says China devaluates their currency and, and makes it impossible to compete. Says America is weak now, and he wants to repeal Obamacare. Doctors are quitting. Make something for everybody. Politicians are, he says, politicians are fully controlled by lobbyists and special interest groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, our country needs a truly great leader. He says that. He says the greatest social program is a job. People need jobs, right? It says, we have to protect Israel. He says, America has the cards but doesn't know how to use them. America has all the cards but doesn't know how to use them. And he makes, uh, you know, uh, remarks about uh, environmentalists. And uh, he says, America's nuclear weapons are obsolete. He supports fracking for oil. Says he's a private company. And uh, people are selling this country down the drain to build the big wall across the Mexican border. Nobody's going to be tougher on ISIS than Trump says. He wants to stop Iran from getting nuclear weapons, supports and backs up the Second Amendment, rebuild America's infrastructure, says he uh, wants to save uh, Medicaid and Social Security. Okay. And negotiate foreign trade deals. All right? So that's what Trump says in in his campaign speech in a nutshell. All right? Then there's Hillary. All right? Hillary says she's all for small business. And that the longest peacetime in American history was the Clinton years in America. She says uh, the Democrats provided health care to 16 million. American people have worked extra jobs through the recession but made it work. She says, CEOs making top profit while others' paychecks are really small. Prosperity can't just be for CEOs and billionaires. She says, you worked hard. Now it's time to bring it back. She says, make the economy work for every American. And she says, small business owners can take a risk with her. She says, companies are too focused on short-term profit and too little on long-term value. She says, Americans are problem solvers, not deniers. (laughs) Uh, She says, we don't hide from change, we harness it. Republicans are singing a song called Yesterday. Republicans don't understand climate change because they don't. Scientists, Republicans, shame and blame women for abortions. 
turn their back on gay people, the poor immigrants who pay taxes. She says we want to to give a path to citizenship for illegal immigrants to make the middle class mean something again and no discrimination to the LGBT community, provide tax relief, restore America to the cutting edge of science and research, make America the clean energy superpower of the 21st century, and lead the global fight against climate change, the infrastructure, paid family leave, women getting paid equal to men, and uh, talks of Russia as an adversary. She was behind and heard first about killing Osama bin Laden and gun control, expanded background checks, keeping guns out of the hands of abusers, criminals, and mentally ill people. All right, so those are the main things that they said in their campaign speeches. And believe me, that was painful enough just to go through all that. It really was painful. Uh, I hate TV, and I hate watching and listening to lies uh, and politicians, and I chant it all down, so it was really hard for me to listen to them. I'm sure they have more speeches, and I'm sure anyone who's an expert out there might be going, well, oh, what about what he said or she said about this? Like, I don't care, really. I'm going to go over this stuff, though, and comment on all those things I just listed briefly. And then we're going to take this uh, down further and shine it down the rabbit hole, if you know what I mean. All right? So uh, Trump says that America has become a dumping ground for everyone. And, well, you know, um, I think the Western world has become a dumping ground for everyone's problems. The Western culture makes some of the biggest problems on Earth just being what it is. And America has lots of big problems. And and that's what these politicians do. They point out our problems, and they're, they're not hard to find. So, yeah, I mean, listen to uh, episode uh, 73 on some of America's problems, America and cognitive dissonance, uh, country blocked by ego. Yeah, you, you want to listen to that. Uh, and, yeah, America's had big problems since Europeans started taking away the Native American land and the whole way of life. So it's always had problems. The thing is, really... Uh, but, yeah, the whole Western world is really a dumping ground for everyone's problems because the Western world, uh, mainly the Western world, not just only the Western world, creates the world's biggest problems, though, really does. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so, all right, so then he says the Mexican border brings over Mexico's worst to America. Well, and, and any border is going to bring over people who are at unrest and trying to escape conditions. I mean, conditions are bad in Mexico and, and a lot of places. And it's a third world country. And there are ways to make money next door in America. So if you lived there and you had to survive and eat, you would probably try to find a way. Uh, you know, I mean, he's not far off from the truth here. Uh, any border is going to bring over Usually it's worse people, you know, the, and, and that's, that is true uh, a lot of times. You know, sure, there are those that are just trying to survive and, and stuff, but you're going to, you know, it's going to bring over any problems. That's true. And you have a first world country next to a third world country. Well, that's, that's kind of the issue there. He said he's going to stop Islamic terrorism. Well, 
any politician is going to tell you that today. It's, it's, it's way too complex to stop. I mean, that also means getting involved with war in other countries. And that these are mostly problems in America and the UK and NATO started. So, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like um, that's really the problem there. It, it all started with all the funding of these groups, mainly, you know. Um, he says China has our jobs. Mexico has our jobs. But these jobs are slave jobs, jobs that nobody wants to work. I mean, who wants to work at a factory assembly line? Yeah, it would help if we manufactured all of our own stuff. But in, in reality, these are, these are slave labor conditions that these huge companies like Apple, for example, talking about them earlier, they want to stop. Be, uh, I mean, they're not going to stop, you know, because that's how they make their good money. And, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, so look at, like, uh, look at the ridiculous lines for the new iPhone 7. I mean, it makes me sick to see people waiting in these lines for this, this device that they've been tricked to consume. Oh, man, it's disgusting. I don't care how cool it is. I don't think it's cool. But, of course, I don't think like most people, so I'll chant it down. But, yeah, um, anyway, like, you know, so, and then he says China devaluates their currency to, and makes it impossible to compete. That's true. I mean, some someday China will pull its string of power in, in this giant chess game. And, yeah, you know, that's true. Uh and again, truth makes it lies is the, the the game here too. Don't forget. He says America is weak now. Well, it, America is not a country, but a corporation owned by the global elite. And in reality, it is by design because it's really just part of one big machine owned by global elite banking families. And they don't they don't uh Look at places like countries as we do. So we need to start looking at like like they do for what it really is, you know, corporations, not really countries. Uh, he wants to repeal Obamacare. Doctors are quitting, and he wants to make something for everyone. Well, you know, yeah, I'd be happy not to pay that extra money in taxes every year. I've noticed I've been paying, you know, I think like last year it was more than $200 I had to pay because I didn't use it. And I think everybody can relate there. And but the health care system is backwards and messed up anyway. Listen to episode twenty one when I went over that a long time ago on the system tentacle. Uh doctors don't take nutrition courses. They just prescribe basically pharmaceuticals and antibiotics anyway. And nobody's taking a look at that, you know? Let's take a look at that. And and they're just there to make money, these doctors. It's not about healing anymore. You know, the only thing that I can say that's great about Western medicine mainly is the diagnostics. That's the best thing about Western medicine. But yeah, you know, this this all this healthcare. I mean, let's talk about the quality of it. Let's talk about how how we can actually get um, quality healthcare from healers, not people who are are out to make money. Now, he says Trump says politicians are fully controlled by lobbyists and special interest groups. And yes, they are. And he's absolutely right there. Uh, totally agree. But who's to say that Trump's not one of them? No. What if he's just one big trick of the elite? And a lot of people who are in the quote-unquote truth movement 
or whatever seem to be on on this on his bandwagon because they they say that Trump's not one of them. But just remember, as I've said a billion times on this show, presidents are selected, not elected. And if when if he's actually legit Trump, then the elite will do everything they can to stop him. I mean, the world elite are not chance takers. They want to know the outcome before the game is finished. They're, they're control freaks, like I said. And, and and more on the scenarios later, what I'll get into of, you know, what could possibly happen if either or side wins, right? Okay, so we'll come back to that kind of. But, okay, so Trump says our country needs a, true, a truly great leader. Well, <laughs> there are no truly great leaders. We chant down leaders in government on this show completely, so you might know that already. But to stay on this shallow stream of thought for a minute that we need leaders – the, the problems are too great that the world is facing at this time. It's set up for some miracle maker to come in, basically, and that's how they bring in the rest of the one-world government plan, I believe, you know. And I really don't see saving America happening at this point. People need to grasp the reality of the world situation and quit thinking in terms of countries and leaders, I believe, you know, and – so yeah, well, you know, I'll, I'll also kind of touch more on the whole leader thing a little bit too. But yeah, that's what I think about that. And he says the greatest social prog- program is a job. People need jobs. Yeah, well, see, people jobs might keep people occupied, but it doesn't lead people to any real truth, consciousness, because jobs are slavery. He, he's saying people need slavery. And just remember, Trump is a businessman, you know, and, and he needs people underneath him to be who he is. Again, um, also, I mean, the thing is, is, yeah, people need jobs to survive in this trap we live in. But one of the things that if you use it time right, how many people have times of unemployment where they actually use it right and dip into the real truth and, and try to improve themselves, improve their their um do a lot of inner work. Not many people do that, you know? So if you don't have a job, maybe you ought to try doing that, you know? Uh, so Trump says we have to protect Israel. Well, Israel is the elite's arm of power in the Middle East, and that kind of gives me some clues that Trump may be with the elite after all when he says that remark. You know, it just makes me wonder. And he says America has all the cards but doesn't know how to use them. Well, uh, I think America has a sovereign power within somewhere. It was in the spirit of the founding fathers to be sovereign from England, but that all changed, you know, pretty quickly and rapidly. Uh, and the elite took over long ago, and and, and they're not going to let go now of their their main control center for military might in the world. And so I think that's that's fake hope and rhetoric. Uh, really, because it's going to either, you know, it's going to be what it is that they want it to be. It's true. Again, control freaks we're talking about here. Um, I wrote down that he, Trump, makes remarks about environmentalists. And uh, I see why 
this side, this Republican side of the dialectic, does because the environmentalists of the mainstream media are into carbon taxing and never going for the real destroyers of the planet, and that's corporations. I mean, the Republican side is about preserving big corporations, so it will never get down to any root cause anyway. And, And more on that when I talk on the Hillary side too, you know. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, just the dialectic feeding it here, you know. That's all it is. Uh, he says that America's uh, nuclear weapons are obsolete. Are they? I, I kind of doubt it. I mean, the real weaponry that they have in these deep underground bases are far, far more sophisticated than we even know about. I mean, uh, take the X-band radar system right here, here in uh, Pearl Harbor, for example, that they can track an object smaller than a golf ball over the skies of Washington, D.C. from here. Uh, just, you know, uh, check it out online. You know, Google up that uh, X-band radar. Uh, of course, barium tracking, you know, and we know about barium tracking. Weather control also probably has, it's, it's like kind of like a mini harp device. In fact, when we had these two hurricanes barreling toward us uh, recently and the president was coming here and everything, I noticed that thing disappeared. It went out in the ocean, and, and then it came back after all that was done. Just coincidence? I don't know. But, yeah. Anyway, but anyone who's thinking of even using nukes is absolutely insane anyway. So let's, let's just go remember what that is. And remember what you do, what happens when you let one of those off. I mean, that's just insane. Uh, he supports fracking for oil. Well, anyone who supports fracking is an idiot because fracking cracks water tables. And what's more important uh, than, you know, I mean, uh, what I'm trying to say here is is uh, people are putting oil at more importance than these death box cars, death machines we drive every day, than, than drinking water, you know? That's it, you know. They're not thinking at all about this. You know, fracking is one of the worst things going on on the planet. So chant that down. Trump says he's a private company, and well, anyone who hangs out with other billionaires, either he's friends with the world elite banking families, or he's just turned against them. And there's no way of really knowing. But don't trust him, please. Don't trust that. I mean, you know, uh, I wouldn't trust that at all. He says people are selling this country down the drain. And, uh, well, true, but America was bought and sold a long time ago. I mean, people have, have, uh, are, uh, people, people have, have been and still are, really, and it's nothing new. So this is not the America your great-grandparents grew up in, and it's not the America that, that uh, their generations below them grew up in. It's been... Down, going down the drain for a long time. So, I mean, yeah, he's right on that, but it, it's been, it was bought and sold for a, really a long time ago. Now then, um, he says he wants to build this big wall on the Mexican border. Well, yeah, that's going to cause conflict and unrest all over the, the Mexican-American populations, um, possibly incite some type of civil war. And all of the Western countries are open borders by design for the elite anyway. 
See, see what they want in this whole open border. Notice how all the Western countries. If you don't travel, you know, but uh, go to go to London. It's crazy, or Sydney, or uh, any of these um, European countries too. Uh, yeah, they let in all kinds of people. Why? Well, the whole the whole reason for this sort of open borders is is they want the original host cultures wiped away, so each country has less national identity so there's less fight against global government when that comes in place. That's what it's all about. I mean, national identity identity is a fake identity anyway, and we need to chant that down because it, it prevents people from seeing a bigger picture and it, and it doesn't um, promote uh, uh, open mind, you know, past that. But still, uh, losing that sovereignty and national identity is is uh, definitely on the agenda, you know. And let's see, Trump says nobody's going to be tougher on ISIS. That means major war, and to me, that sounds like that, and more war, you know. And serious things will happen trying to stop that. I believe the elite are funding ISIS anyway. So, um, and so I I believe that you know that's just going to create a huge thing. And then he says he wants to stop Iran from getting nuclear weapons. Well, that also means big war. I mean, don't mess with Iran. They actually don't mess with anyone. And uh, I think it's just a big mistake because when you open up that can of worms, they're friends with Russia and China, and um, I believe, I think they're allies anyway. It just sounds like a really bad idea. So, yeah, uh, that sounds really bad. Um he fully supports and backs up the Second Amendment. Uh, this is what I call arranged opposition. These, these are there are key issues that these two sides, Republicans and Democrats, have that are created to pin one against the other. And hey, I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe it's our inherent right to defend ourselves. If if it be with guns or knives or whatever, uh, rocks, hedge pruners, books your fist, a chair, you know, whatever. You have the full right to defend yourself. But they have this issue out there to feed the dialectic, to feed the division. And that's what we have to watch out for and look at here. And what the elite want is you on one side or the other. And there's where we re- we uh, really need to um, take a few steps back and, and turn it on its head and Chant it down on that level, you know. But yeah, I, I mean, I support, I support uh, defending yourself. But to me, the Constitution can exist or not exist. That's an inherent right. It doesn't have to be on a piece of paper to tell me that. All right. He says. Uh, hopefully, this isn't too boring for you guys out there. I'm just this is boring for me because. It doesn't. It's such a shallow level of, of looking at it all, you know. But we're we're turning it down too. So anyway, sorry. Trump. Uh, Trump says he wants to rebuild America's infrastructure, and I think that's a lot of. Uh, uh, I can I can re- I can agree with that because um, in in uh, America people have kind of forgot how to put quality into things anymore, and it's. And it's become a, a corporate world where it's all about making a quick dollar. And if you world travel, 
you'll have more to compare to. I mean, he talks about airports in America being bad. I mean, he's right. Look at look at Singapore's airport. It's it's immaculate. It's got uh, America. Oh yeah, it's got uh, Singapore's airport is got plants everywhere. Relaxing music. You walk through there. Uh, there's gyms. There's uh, places for kids to play. Movie theaters and swimming pool and outdoor terraces. I mean, it's immaculate. The transportation between those those uh, airport terminals on the fast train. There's everything is so so much better than any airport I've seen. You know, as an example. So yeah, the infrastructure are it is crap in America a lot of times. I see that. The roads, sure. But again, you know, that's a shallow thing to think about, really. But these are really deeper problems, and these are problems with civilization and itself, too. And all of this uh, I'll get into, you know, a little bit later. Anyway, to finish up Trump, he says he'll save Medicaid and Social Security. Yeah, right. I really doubt that I'm going to receive it, and I've heard this from other politicians, too. That's just what they say, you know. And then he also says he wants to renegotiate foreign trade deals. And this is another place in which we'll start another world war because the serious conflict with other nations, it'll cause, no doubt. And and plus, Trump's got a big mouth. So, yeah, you know, uh, that's not good. All right. So that's what he said, and that's what I have to say about all that. So let's get into Hillary now. All right. Well, then there's Hillary. Actually, let me get some water before we do this because it's hot. But, yeah, we're chatting out the presidential elections, and uh, it'll be a continuation. of. I might even do a part two of this show. I'm not sure yet. Uh, we'll see how well-received this one is. But, yeah, there is a lot of uh, things to say here about all this uh, ridiculous, ridiculous rhetoric that people are still buying today. All right, so Hillary, so here we go. She's about small business. She says she's about small business. Well, this is what the Democrats are supposed to be about, and it is being there for the small business person, right? And nothing changes no matter who's in office. I mean, I've actually talked to some self-employed people, and they've told me that they're more, there's more taxes on their small business when there's Democrats in office than Republicans. So, I mean, you know. These are cosmetic changes when one party's in or the other. It's not it's I'll get into that later. But yeah, you know, she says the longest peacetime in American history was the Clinton years in America. And and uh there's apparently a whole pile of dead bodies related to the Clinton family and they're definitely part of the brotherhood. I mean, shit went down here instead uh in during the Clinton Bill Clinton years, you know, uh, Waco, the Oklahoma City bombing, and uh, the getting ready for the Patriot Act. Kim Trail started full force during his his run, um, just to name a few. And when you have leaders in government, there is not peacetime. Come on, really? This period was a great ramping up of the elite plan. That's all it was, and and this is all part of the dialectic they they want. They they want the iron fist. Versus the velvet, the velvet glove, you know, and they use the Republican side for the military might, and 
and obvious wars and the democratic side, but the more subtle takeover, the more green movement takeover, the, you know, the more subtle things that are supposed to be, you know, people are thinking that they're good and well, both sides are fooled. Uh, but anyway, so she says that, and, uh, she says she provided health care to 16 million, or the Democrats did. Well, again, we're not talking about good health care anyway. I mean, same thing I said with Trump. The truth is the health care system still sucks in America, and I had to pay an extra $200 on my taxes last year for nothing. I didn't receive anything, you know. So I chant that down. You know, I, I really think it's dumb. She says, American people have worked extra jobs through the recession, but made it work. You had to be a slave even more, but you were a good little slave because you made it work. That's what she's saying, you know? I mean, probably took uh, uh, five good health years of your life, too, if you think about it. I mean, people should have, have said then, we don't want to do this anymore. In mass, you know, when when that uh, the global recession happened, and what it is is they they gave no other options because we've been painted into a corner reliant on a scarcity and one that kills you if you don't stop working. So yeah, um, people did what they can because you know, and I I did too, but I'm sure it took gave you a few more gray hairs and took some years off your life and health. You know, she says, uh, CEOs making top profit while others paycheck, where others, CEOs making top profit while others paychecks are really small. And I actually agree with this one. I mean, politicians have to have to have truth mixed with lies to succeed, like I said, and that's the capitalist system for you, you know, that's how a, a pyramid system of hierarchy works. You need slaves to create giant things like corporations and governments, right? And nobody else goes to decrease them. No matter who's in power, nobody's out to decrease these CEOs. And anyway, it's just, that's just lies and rhetoric. She says uh, for CEOs and billionaires. But it truly is. I mean, prosperity is for the elite in a world where they control and print debt. Prosperity is those who want to sell their souls to the almighty dollar. That's what it is. And, and yeah, not, not saying you can't make it with a small business, but it's damn difficult. And if you start a business, you're married to it all the time. You know, you don't get a break. So, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, they're trying to act, see that side, you know, that side of dialectic, they're trying to act like you're, you know, they're for you, the hardworking citizen of America. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, then she says, you worked hard. Now it's time to bring it back. And that's appeal to those who work really hard. It's time to bring what back? What is it time to bring back? What time period are we, we talking about here? I mean, I might be biased on this, but I grew up poor. When was it good, you know? The things that we can bring back is respect for one another. America had more of that at one time. I'll give you that for sure. But if you're a, a, a someone believing this rhetoric, it, it's just it's just to help people empowered by lies. That's you just want to. That's what it is to make you feel empowered by lies. And 
all po- politicians, they say shit like this. So it's just, you know, nothing new. They want to, you know, appeal to the person and go, yeah, I know. Those are, that's, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Again, it's, it's uh, it, what they do is they get things we all say in daily life, and they act like they're there to help you and make your life better. And they're not. Trust me. Make the economy work for every American, she says. And that's straight bullshit because the world is reliant uh, on by those at the for those on the bottom to hold this whole thing up. You're always going to be there's always going to be a bottom rung uh, and of people to hold this thing up. So you know it's not going to work for every American, of course not. You know, uh, she says companies are too focused on short-term profit and too long on uh, too little on long-term value. And although I agree with that, and I think that that's true, it's really a symptom of a larger microcosm. It really is. The the whole world is focused on the short term, and what we're doing is looking at that and not the long term. Uh, Like using everything up and destroying the entire ecosystem for short-term gains. I mean, look look at all the ways we're doing that, and that's really a problem with civilization, not just something that is happening, you know, in America at all. Oh, I love this one. Americans are problem solvers, not deniers. Americans, and, and most of the world for that matter, are, are programmed TV heads and mind control like no other type of media. I mean, here we are. This is the entertainment capital of the world, America. And if, if Americans were problem solvers, then people wouldn't believe in the ridiculous 9-11 story. And everywhere I go, I run into deniers. I mean, people that don't want to believe that things are the way they are. Presidents are selected, not elected. I mean, people are an extreme cognitive dissonance. Some of the biggest deniers I've met are from my own country. And I'll give Americans points for being pragmatic, but it, it's mostly just in a monetary way, not in a not in a uh, problem-solving way. That, that helps our situation. No. Um, or and um, some of the biggest deniers I've ever really met. They hate to say it, but you know this show's about truth, and it hurts some people, and they don't like it. But what it is, it's all ego, isn't it? So uh, she says, we don't hide from change; we harness it. If you want to harness the change of the new world order, well. Yeah, go ahead. That's what you'll you'll get, guaranteed. And she says Republicans are singing a song called "Yesterday," and I think everyone who's brainwashed is singing that song. Both sides, you know. If you still believe in voting and in the system, you're singing that song. That's what you're singing. So it's not just one side; it's both. And yeah, she says. Republicans don't understand climate change because they don't listen to scientists. People don't understand climate change until they understand chemtrails. All I have to say about that, I mean, people don't understand climate change because it's a, it's a lot of it is bullshit. And uh, I, I'm not saying that the climate isn't changing, but um, I, I think that that's, I just don't think it's what they say it is, you know. I'm not for pollution or any industry at all, but they 
uh, if they, until they stop this worldwide and weather manipulation, we won't really know. I mean, I don't think there's any way of knowing unless they turn the, those operations off. I mean, look at how huge of an operation that it is. And it's another uh, thing. It's just it's it's a worldwide issue here that they're creating. Now, let's, let's see if that stops. And, again, this whole climate change thing is another arranged, arranged opposition issue so you can be pinned on one side or the other of this dialectic. And then she says... Republicans shame and blame women for abortions. And that's another arranged opposition issue to get people pinned on one side or the other. A lot of old people used to be Democrats, but when abortion became part of the rhetoric for the left, then those people turned to the other side, and, and possibly because of religion. But um, it, what it is, it's important for the dichotomy. I'm not going over whether it's whether – it's, uh, you know, right or wrong here, but this is important for the split, for people to be, um, you know, choosing one side or the other. Same with when she says turn their back on gay people, you know, the same thing. It's it's to a, it's a split the dialectic to get you on one side or the other. You know, it's not about real truth, not at all. Uh, she says wants to give a path to citizenship for illegal immigrants. And I'm not one to talk about borders and countries as good because I think it's all bullshit. Uh, like I said before, all the Western countries have open borders by design. And I, and I think it's, uh, it's common courtesy to integrate wherever you go. So, and if, if, if uh, you snuck over the Mexican border or any border and decided to only speak your language and be, become any illegal citizen, it's not going to happen. So if you snuck over to Mexico and you started, you know, only going to speak English and you're, you're going to act like you, and then you're just going to be a, you're not going to become a, a, a legal citizen. Besides, why do they want to do this? Because so they can make money off all the taxes of everybody. Of course, you know, that's what it's all about. So, yeah, again, it's, it's a bigger picture with this whole open border thing. Uh, she says, to make the middle class mean something again. Middle class, to me, means comfortably numb. That's what it means. It, yeah, it's nice to have that position and, and not struggling and, and, and you're making it enough, and, but they're in the middle class. But in order, in order to, for, a full, for a real revolution to take place, the middle class needs to be upset, and that creates a tipping point to actually do something. I mean, middle class are, are usually the biggest systemites, really. I mean, the suburbia, go to suburbia. Oh, man, disgusting. You know, everybody shops at all these corporate stores, and that's all that's around, you know. Every house looks the same. Well, I understand that we all, you know, want to just live and be comfortable, and but being comfortable in this paradigm means major suffering for planet Earth and continues our slavery. So, yes, the paradigm must shift, which I'll talk in about. But, yeah, you know, yeah, middle class is a state comfortable. Uh, uh, no discrimination to the, she says, no discrimination to the LGBT community. Again, it's another arranged opposition, and I think it brings people, uh, I, I think it, it when people bring it up, it's more of an issue than when you when not, you know, bringing it up. 
sometimes makes things an issue, right? But, again, it's just an, another thing that you pin to one side or the other. It's all it is. It's all it is. It's just that whole rhetoric, feed, feed the one side or the other. She says she wants to provide tax relief. Tax relief is really no taxes. That's tax relief. Get, get rid of the IRS, the Federal Reserve. I mean, ta- taxes are violently opposed on us. And so they should just be gone, period. In discussion there. She says, restore America to the cutting edge of science and research. And this is where we get into the weird stuff, human cloning, uh, the New World Order's version of this is, is not what you want. So, you know, this is scary when it's in the hands of these people, for sure. She says, make America the clean energy superpower of the 21st century. And if it puts the dollar over an ecosystem, then it's not clean. That's the truth. And when they talk about green, they talk about taxing you. And 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 I and, – and, uh, you and I and everybody, you know, it's it's not about really them caring. It's not. You can feel it. I mean, if they really cared, they'd shut down all the big corporations that are really destroying the planet. And and no nobody should be a superpower either. That's you should you know, that's scary. That's scary sounding. A superpower? Yeah, no. You know. It's fake. That's all fake. So so is this. She says she wants to lead the global fight against climate change. Their version is lies and bullshit. Stop chemtrails. Stop industry uh, leading unnatural to earth. And then you'll find a difference. Yeah, really. Anything global to them is not a good thing. So don't, don't get in that mind frame. They've sold a fake version, especially out to college students. You know, one of the biggest things that they get college students to believe, I've noticed, is in global warming, the official lie version of it, and also, of course, voting. She also says talks of Russia, or she says, yeah, she says uh, Russia is an adversary. Well, either way you look at it, America is going into conflict with certain countries. It's true. And either either dupe in there, either we're going to see something, you know, guaranteed. And, uh, oh, yeah, she said she was behind and heard first about killing Osama bin Laden. And a complete bullshit story. Yeah, I liked how they gave him a proper burial. You know, how nice of them. Oh, they were thinking of him. Yeah. They threw his body into the ocean to get rid of the evidence, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, I mean, some sources say that Osama has been dead since 1999. Uh, I kind of don't know what to say about that, but, you know, basically what it is, it's just more cementing of lies so you don't question, just like I talked about with uh, the Snowden thing, 9-11. You know, just more cementing down of of lies upon lies, the house made of bullshit. And then she says, gun control expanded, background checks, keeping guns out of the hands of abusers, criminals, and mentally ill people. And these are precursors to what they really want to do. I mean, again, another arranged opposition issue to get you on one side or the other pinned against each other. It's, it, what this is is the, what David Icke calls the totalitarian tiptoe. And the truth is they'll never rid America of too many 
people and tons of people who love their guns. And so it's going to be damn difficult, that's for sure. But, hey, um, what it is is just what, you know, she's not saying she's going to take guns. She's saying that she's going to put these things in first. But, again, it's that tiptoe, tiptoe as things get worse. Oh, well, maybe actually we need to take all of the guns. Yeah, that would be good. All right, so that's what both parties say. And that is a lot of stuff to take in. I know. Uh, it made me, yeah, it made me sick kind of just listening to it all, honestly. But here it is. I mean, the reason for a two-party system is it gives us the illusion of choice. People think they live in a democracy. They do. They think they live in a democracy, and if we only had one party, well, then they'd know the slavery. So it just gives you that extra hope, and it's not hope. And all it truly is is a cosmetic change of the illusion. That's what I was saying earlier. You can't polish a turret. You can't. I mean, you might be able to dress it up in cute little clothing, but still, it's a turret underneath, and it stinks. And it's this, this just it. it. This is the same bird, different wing. That's all it is. Each side, it's the bird, you know, or whatever you want to make out of it as an analogy. But what it is is it's all programming down to the color coding of parties. I mean, look, red and blue. Look, it's Coke and Pepsi. It's it's Bloods and Crips. It's it's uh, uh, you know, it's the opposite colors on the color spectrum, and they they do this on purpose. I mean, look at how they got people thinking about who's ahead in the polls. It's just like sport. Yeah, it's like sports statistics, and and it's got people consumed. Well. You know what? You're consumed in bullshit. I mean, the truth is, people have ha- been had in the United States. They've been through uh, what I call, uh, on the short show before, too, cycles of brainwash by each presidency. I mean, notice how each set of presidency we've had, one side or the other, become angrier at each regime, regime each time. Uh, uh, look at how how since uh, Bill Clinton, we've they've they've allowed it to be, because you know they they do this, not us. They've allowed it to be eight years each president, and that's a long time for each opposing side to brew and hate each other. And look at all this mudslinging between sides, and they've tried to really lump people together that are unlikely to get along into two sides. Really, that's it's what it is. They, they they throw these issues out so you either, you know, like it or hate it and you're going to join one side or the other. But reality is the world isn't two sides, you know? Hey, for example, for the Democrat side, you have you have minorities in the US and they're tired of the same white culture that self-righteous and has been oppressive and still is in subtle ways, you know, and so they're tired of that, right? They've been under that for generations. Sure, I understand. Then you have the yuppies who were her, were hippies once, and, you know, they they just went back to their mom and dad's offices because they were rich kids, but, and, and anyway, uh, they want a more liberal America that, that, you know, they don't agree with the conservative right, but 
take those two different people. Those are really two different camps of people, the minorities and the yuppies, and they're not going to hang out together, but they've lumped them together into, you know, two sides. What, well, you know, uh, uh, with the Republican side, you got maybe like these uh, working class white people who don't want change in what made America, you know, they want the guns, they, you know, uh, uh, you know, freedom's been sold to them in, in America, the taxes that America is freedom, right? Well, and usually that side somewhat religious, Christian more, more than likely. And then you have rich people like Trump himself that are all about big business and corporations. These people aren't going to hang out in the same room together, you know? Those are two way different people, but they've lumped them together in these one side. See what I'm saying? And this is the global drama. It's one in which all you can do, really, is observe. I mean, you have no choice in this. The quote-unquote free election are just something to keep people occupied and distracted to make them think there is a choice. No candidate will make it presidency if he didn't get the necessary support from the uh, global elite family, he or she. You know? uh, so, and another thing, America's too big. There, there's too many different regions of it. And if they try to squeeze people, uh, and they try to squeeze people in these two categories, and look at all the different regions in, uh, in America, they're not going to get along anyway, you know? But that's, that sucks too, because there's so much division amongst divisions, and there's so many different ways people are pinned against each other. The system pretends like it really works, but it doesn't. That's it. I mean, even if it did actually work like they pretend it does, uh, America has too many people to make it a democracy. And, and, I mean, screw that. I mean, how about being completely free? Well, yeah, we'll get into that. But, yeah, but what I'm saying here with all this is they've been widening the gap on purpose. And it even comes down to separating families. And if, if it's about the vision for your demise, and we need to think about that. So, you know, people that are caught up on one side or the other, you really need to step back, take a few steps back, turn it on its head, let's chant it down. But before we do that at the moment, let me just go over some, maybe some predictions of what I see happening uh, in, in the future here, because I have a strong feeling that things might change pretty quick, so it's better to think about things like this um, and not be paranoid at the same time, but number one, I see Hillary being put into power. It best suits the agenda of the globalists, and I see more false flag events occurring, especially mad gunner gunner events. I I see that uh, Uh, I see that leading to a complete taking of the guns movement in America. I see that. Um, And that's going to bring the conservative right into a revolution-type scenario. Uh, Tea Party types are are ready for it to go down, and they are. And it may even go down the moment Hillary wins. I mean, I see a possible possibility of as soon as whoever wins, uh, serious stuff possibly going down, you know? Also, as I told my hypothesis in episode 80, I see a possible, with her in, a fake ET disclosure situation. And it may not seem like it right now. You still look at the news, but, you know, she talks about 
if she's elected, she'll get down to the bottom of this scenario. Well, if that if she's the one that they want to do that with, then uh, it would make sense. And as I've, I've explained, and I'll explain that hypothesis, listen to episode 80. I, I think they're preparing us right now in the media and in Hollywood for a woman president as we have more lead women taking on these roles in action movies and things like that. By itself, I don't really see any problem in that, but I see a um, – what I see is a programming going on because, you know, these are the culture creators here at work, so I, I see that happening. All right, so let's say I'm wrong here, and this doesn't happen. Let's say they let Trump in, all right? And this could be for two different reasons. Uh, just exploring all the scenarios and possibilities here. Uh, one, to start World War III. I mean, Trump is bound to piss off world leaders with his big mouth and trying to change foreign policies. And maybe they want him in there because he'll get the ball rolling on his own. Or they'll assassinate him and cause some kind of, you know, crazy scenario, right? The other way is, though, is he really is working for them, and he's just one of theirs. And he's a big trick, and he's there to trump you, basically. Listen to the name. I mean, really. And maybe he's here to bring in the New World Order for a diff- from a different angle, you know, possibility. I mean, some people think he's like Antichrist, you know. Uh, uh, you know, they both are. Come on. And either way, you're going to have the other side of politics upset if one side wins or the other. If Trump wins, you'll have a huge upset left. There may be riots, you know. Uh, and... Same with the other side. I mean, because they've they've been priming you for this. They've been priming you for this. They've been they've been pinning people against each other for a long time now, brewing up these this these generations pissed off at each other. I see it. Not hard to see. And I see I see these cycles of presidency used for the purpose of inciting a civil war in America, and not as organized as the first civil war. Not at all. You know, people are much more dumbed down now too. That's another thing, but. I, I, this could be like a, a crazy chaos. We see sort of an organized madness from built-up anger in stupid, dumbed-down minds. Yeah, people, stupid, dumbed-down minds who suck on the media like it's milk from your mama's nipple. <laughs> you know, sucking from the nipple of Babylon. Really. So I see it. I, I see that, and that's the problem. Is there's there's a real a real degraded. I mean, America's been through some serious cultural degradation that has has lost respect and morality for everybody. You know, everybody's ready to argue and hate each other from standpoints that are not even the truth, you know, but they ignorantly think it is, and that's it. And this could be very soon, and I'm not trying to push fear. I hope I'm wrong, but things are escalating that way. And so, yeah, you know, that – and then here's a third possibility. Here's the wild card here. Something happens early to keep Obama in still, an, an out-of-left-field event, you know. I keep this in mind, too. I don't know what, but, you know, you know, you got to keep this in mind. This is the day and time we're living in right now is pretty crazy. You have to realize that. Uh, but, yeah, also, just also to know, I mean, both of these candidates are the most hated ever. And if I actually believe in presidency and leaders, if I actually did, of course I don't, I'd be asking the question, 
that's the best America has to offer out of 300 million people? Those two clowns? Really? You know? Let's take a few more steps back, though. Let's turn this on its head and let's chant it down because uh, this is what I want to say, really. And people's minds are so wrapped up in all this. I mean, it's bigger than any sports event, and it's actually on TV worldwide, by the way, playing everywhere. Europe, South America, Australia, uh, Canada, all over the place, right? Just all over. So, yeah, this is actually a pretty big thing. So um, people are wrapped up in this. Like uh, every time I've been going to the news for the last year, all it is is about the presidential elections. I'm like, I don't want to read this shit. I just want to see what other things are going on. And, of course, I don't trust the news, but I go there to look at the bullshit, you know, and, and, and see see what they're saying a lot of times and sift through it. Why do people trust politicians still? Why? You know, we've been through all this before, all the lies and empty promises. I mean, government doesn't represent you, period. You know, realize that. I mean, I don't care who you are. You know, get over it. Try calling a government agency. See if they love you, right? I mean, do you feel the love and the warmth? Well, you know, why, why would you why would you think a presidential candidate cares about you? You know, I mean, I was I was thinking, what would happen if nobody voted? What would that be like? You know, everyone just stopped caring. That'd be kind of interesting. What if? Of course, it's not going to happen. Obviously, people are too wrapped up. But furthermore, why do people want leaders? When did government ever work? You know, how how can you not be a slave? Uh, if you have government, you can't. That's it, you know. And and people want to be led, yet these these problems are not problems that are meant to be solved. They were created by government, you know. And and pres- presidents don't solve problems. I mean, it made me sick uh, when I listened to the the uh, the campaign speeches. You know, uh, somebody screamed at Trump in the audience, "What do we do?" And and people are looking for a leader to solve the world's problems. And we have to turn to ourselves and ask, what can I do, you know? What can this community do? And it has to be much better than voting, that's for sure. And I know people are a long ways from figuring this out, but it's the root cause. We wouldn't be in this situation if we didn't have leaders and slaves. It's that simple. I mean... And it, and it's not changing, that's for sure. Like, you know, I hate to be painting a bad picture here, but look, the massive crowds chanting, Hillary, Hillary, or we want Trump, we want Trump. Dumb, you guys, dumb. That's what I have to say about that. And people are always going to the system and hoping for change, and it never happens. So, you know, on this show, we don't believe in government. We're, you know, anarchy or being free of the system's tentacles is what I'm talking about. Yeah, it may be far off, but it's what we need. It's what we need, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's it's what we're, we're uh, supposed to have, you know, but we put this over us. Voting will never get rid of a system of power. I mean, psychopath, sociopath, a system that rewards that kind of behavior, really, that's it. A system that rewards you for being subservient to a machine that enslaves you and destroys the planet. And 
Yes, on this show, we take it there. I mean, really, I mean, look at this, too. I mean, no candidate ever talks about how we're enslaved to a rigged system of scarcity or about stopping Monsatan. No candidate ever talks about chemtrails or tries to stop them. No candidate is trying to stop technology from taking overs, stop the chip, you know. Uh, yeah, really. Um, and these are problems that are, are part of civilization. Like, for example, immigration. It's a problem of civilization. If we didn't have these imaginary lines all over the planet, we wouldn't have this ridiculous notion that we can't go here or there. Uh, you know, you can only go here, right? Uh, it's a problem that it's really a root problem. It's a problem that countries have to produce a certain amount of resources to have uh, a GDP, you know? And uh, instead of, of letting people just live and letting the land provide for them, we've got so much land on this earth that we can grow food on and live. So instead, you know, people, if, if that wasn't the case, if we didn't have all these countries trying to produce a certain amount of resources, people wouldn't have to have to flee places because of corruption. Guns and murdering uh, are, are largely problems of scarcity, and, and that comes from civilization, a, a monetary system. The president's not going to change that. Fixing the infrastructure is always a problem of civilization. It requires large destruction of the earth to maintain its upkeep constantly. So, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a planet-eating machine, as I've said before. And people don't like to look at that because, you know, that's the whole way we're living. But, yeah, the truth is, and we take it here too, civilization doesn't work. Civilization is not a human creation. I mean, check out uh, episode 74 for starters. Uh, that's what I call the civilization is alien. And that goes over, you know, a look into the Sumerian tablets. But, Episodes 40 with Derek Jensen and 41 are, are the end of the system tentacles, so work your way up. But it's, if, it's, if you're new to the perspective, but yeah, go, go into those episodes and you'll see what I'm talking about here. All these problems we're facing are really problems with civilization. I mean, they're man's created problems in man's created world. Our make-believe world that the, the, the dream masters have cast it on us. I like to uh, call them that, too, as my friend, a, a Native American friend of mine. That's what him and his tribe call the elite, the dream masters. Where, I mean, yeah, their magical Hollywood spell with their, with their wand, you know? The, the, the wood is made out of holly. For druids, ancient druids made out of wood, a holly uh, one, a wooden holly one to create their spells. I mean, it, it, it's uh, where it's just a magical fake make-believe world it, it, where pieces of paper are more important than living things, where laws on paper somehow dictate our lives. You know, government is this imaginary creation that we bow down to, you know? It doesn't, it's not a real thing, but it, we believe in it. And it, this is why I hate the election so much. It upholds the establishment. It upholds the illusion. It, it believes in this infrastructure. It, it does. It, it continues on this slavery we call jobs. 
It continues the brainwash through schools and media. It supports the program. It supports the big lie. It does. It feeds the inside backwards, insane backwards world and keeps us from getting where we need to go, you know? And, it, and I mean, it continues on the rape of, of Earth so we can live this way. It keeps the lid on the unraveling we need to do. It really does. And it upholds this paradigm and it reinforces the illusion. I mean, it does. The illusion runs deep, you guys. It does. Uh, we have to chant it down to an important level of understanding. I mean, people don't see the system for what it really is. But we need to really see it as a giant leviathan and and take it down to this level I'm talking about, of viewing civilization, civilization itself, you know? I mean, as I've said before on this show, people don't see the system. They don't. They don't see it, you know? They they believe in, in this. They're so deep in the believing of the illusion that they don't see the system. It's, it's a lot like uh, when some indigenous tribes couldn't see the European ships when they were docked there on the shores, right on their shores. They couldn't see the ships because the ships – they never thought of the concept, so they didn't even see them. It's uh, it's similar to um, uh, the TV series. Now, this is old, the Fraggle Rock series, The Muppets. And this is a spoiler if you ever watch them, so, you know, tune out for a minute. But I don't think it's in big demand. I watched that with my kids, you know, all the episodes. Finally finished it. And... Uh, the character Doc, who works in the workshop, if you've seen the show, he works in this workshop, and uh, there's the Fraggles who live in a hole in his wall, and the dog sees him. His dog always sees the Fraggles running in and out, you know, a particular Fraggle named Gobo. And uh, he gets mail from his Uncle Matt, and the, the Doc character always throws the mail in the rubbish. So, um, Gogo just grabs it because he knows it's been forwarded to the wrong address or whatever. So uh, the dog always barks and sees him. Well, this is like, you know, many episodes of the final episode. Doc actually moves a box and there is the Fraggles right in front of his face. But he doesn't see him because he had never thought of the concept. You know, he just couldn't grasp the concept. So it's like he didn't see it. Well, again, a lot of people have not seen through the illusion. They, they've they never thought of the concept of of, of total freedom. They've, they've never thought of the truth because the concept has been removed. And what what you perceive is partly about what you believe. And that could be said about a lot of things, really. These are elephants in the living room. Well, the biggest elephant in your living room is this whole giant edifice that we work and focus on every day. And maybe you've never thought about the total freedom. Maybe you've never thought about this concept. But it's time to, you know? It really is. We need to walk around knowing the truth, that if things are really to change a consciousness shift on planet Earth, this whole thing doesn't work. It never really did. It was just better in its beginning stages. But all civilizations evolve into this mess. We just, you know, it has a sweet spot. 
and then, you know, it goes sour. It, it's truly, it truly is a consciousness change that we need, you know. And this change looks like it really looks like it's going to have to be involuntary. I don't see anything happening that way. And I know I get this, you know, I, sometimes I get the answer like, Loomis, what's a realistic change we can strive there, there isn't a change you can make in the system big enough to resolve things. I mean, we can't just do some change here, some there, and keep this same way of life at all. It just grows back. I say it again as, as many times on the show. You can't change the system from within because you're within it. It's the truth. It's reality. And, and, you know, voting, get as mad as you want. Get as mad as you want. Uh protest, has that ever worked? No. It's like the Albert Einstein. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. Well, exactly. Only a consciousness change will work. A consciousness shift on how we view ourselves in the world. That's what's really going to change things and one in which we value real freedom. True freedom. Total freedom. And one which we value human life and the the planet uh, over money, you know? You know, we value the planet over an, an economy. A, a world where we become conscious, uh, conscious of who we really are as humans. And no, no leader will ever be able to give you that. It's, it's up to people to do this on their own and stop following orders. And we have to get back to what we really need. I mean, really, what do we need? We need food, water, shelter from the elements, community, love. That's what we need. It's really about a new existence that I can't fully explain. It's something that we will, that will evolve from total freedom and it will have to remain still total freedom. But, yeah, it has to be that, or the, this consciousness shift won't be a consciousness shift. I mean, the earth people, the indigenous hunter-gatherers who were, who were nomadic and peaceful, who, that, who didn't, who, who wandered the earth and lived for thousands of years, such as the Bushmen of the Kalahari, uh, the Hadzabi people, well, you know, the aboriginals of Australia, yeah, they wouldn't have come up with civilization. And so um, humans without civilization wouldn't invent a way of life that destroyed the land, exploited the earth and people, enslaved, created priorities that ignored living life. They wouldn't do that. No. No. People are naturally loving, believe it or not. It's just conditions we are raised in that brings us into corruption. You know, humans are, are programmable. That's the problem. And because they're programmable, their children are programmable, and children are going to emulate their parents, so they're going to emulate their programming. So, yeah, I mean, look at babies. They all start out the same, but, yeah. What we can do is know this information to heart, that that everything else that comes uh, that, that involves leaders and civilization is not going to hold weight compared to the miraculous awesome creator and the universe that exists. Everything falls short. You know, uh, the, the universe that we squelch out to do civilization is the real miraculous world. And in order to let that shine through, 
we have to have a new existence on planet Earth. And voting for president is not creating that. And it's and none of this this whole thing that we're doing every day is allowing for that miraculous energy to come through. Doesn't mean we have to just give up and say, oh, this is just a mess and and it has to take care of itself. No. We, ha- we, we fight it at whatever level we can and stay active, you know, fight for our sovereignty from the system and its many tentacles every day. But don't forget to enjoy life and the freedom we do have also. So don't forget. But yeah, um, no, we don't become passive. We become, we become uh, uh, people who know this knowledge at heart and know that everything else that the system creates and tries to make to make our lives better isn't to the root cause, isn't to the roots of, of what is good. So that's what I have to say about chanting it down, taking it deeper levels than the presidential election. <clears throat> I know I had to go off on the deeper levels because I can't stay on that shallow existence of believing in presidents. So uh took you for a journey. So I'm, I'm hope I'm hoping you enjoy the journey because, um, this this is what people need to know on planet Earth, and it and it's important. I hope that uh, that this episode did you some good. And again, if you enjoy the show, um, you want uh, me to appear on other radio shows, just re- write me at peoplebeyondthis at gmail dot com. If you want to buy an album, peoplebeyondthis at gmail dot com at PayPal. Uh, and just spread the word, and I hope that, uh, you know, just be prepared for whatever could possibly happen in the future here. I'm not a doomsdayer, and I want you to be happy and have a great life, but just be prepared that, you know, people are programmed, and one side pinned against the other is going to create some problems. So we need to be aware of that, and we need to get people aware that these two sides, these opposite as, as they say, opposite sames instead of opposites. You know, these people are all really the same, and we need to get down to that and that level of what we really want on planet Earth, not what these politicians are talking about. So, chant it down, everyone. And uh, I think I will be back on the air in two weeks. Uh, I try to do Fridays at 12 o'clock Hawaiian time. And I'm trying to stay with that program. Yes, I do get just a lot of things going on in life, but bear with me. Um, just check out, um, you know, any any upcoming shows on the Blog Talk Radio page, or I'll just, uh, you know, check in and out of whatever system you use to uh, follow the show and uh, be a warrior, not a worrier. Shout it out, everyone.
Are you awake now? Don't believe the lies. 